Lord did in Brazil. And, uh, wow, it's just, I wish, in some ways, I wish we could just take everybody with us to just experience and see what the Lord did there. Um, just on the facts part of it, um, we ended up spending, um, it was 3,200 kilometers, right? 3,300 kilometers. I don't know how many miles that is, but, um, a lot of driving and, uh, we did 23 services, I think, in 19 different churches, spread out over 19 different churches, because one of the churches had a Sunday service with four, with three services in the same church. So that's why there was a little different number there. But other than that, we were constantly on the move. Uh, most of the time, the church just, just had a meal for us, you know, at the place that we were walking into. And uh, we would eat there in the back room and, and then go out and preach. And uh, I want Scarlett to tell, to tell some of this, but uh, I'm just going to give you kind of some of the facts. We had churches ranging, I would say the smallest crowd was, would you say maybe 300? Maybe 300 was the smallest crowd. And in the church, it went all the way up to maybe... 12, 1500, maybe, maybe 1200. Am I, don't let me exaggerate. Probably more than that. Okay. Uh, anyway, the church, you can imagine they just usually get a building that's like a storefront slot somewhere. And, uh, but it's long, you know, it'll be long. Like most of the church buildings were, the interiors were longer than our church, maybe twice as long. Uh, not any wider. Sometimes they were wider, but just a shotgun, if you can imagine, of seats. And people packed in like sardines to where that you could only sometimes have about maybe an 18-inch aisle in the middle. Towards the back, the aisle closed up. The fire marshal would have had a fit. But uh, there were people packed into the back door, and then the doors were open, and then onto the sidewalk, and then all the way to the curb were people hungry for God. Now, it didn't matter what time we had the service. We had some of them as early as 6 o'clock in the morning, some of them at 8 o'clock in the morning, others that were held, you know, throughout the day. But it didn't matter, and it didn't matter how hot it was. It didn't matter, you know, if the air conditioning worked or if they had air conditioning. And, uh, you know, low ceilings. But I'm telling you, God showed up. These people were hungry. And um, we just saw so many salvations um, and healings. And I want Scarlett to tell some of the healings that uh, happened and uh, other things that we prayed for in the meeting. But um, it, it concluded, our trip concluded with the big event that Brother Swatis, who was our, our host, was his church's um he conducted on the beach at uh, Rio de Janeiro, and uh, we probably had in the low estimate of 150,000 people out on the beach, hungry for God. There's a lot of video for this, so maybe maybe I can get somebody, one of our brain people, to put together a video so you could see uh, a lot of what happened. Uh, wouldn't that be nice to see? But I'm telling you, uh, uh, the 
the pre- <laughs> there's so much to tell. That's why we, I'm glad we have tonight. The president of Brazil came to the service yesterday, um, and the mayor of Rio de Janeiro came to the service. And uh, and I'll let Scarlett tell about them too. But tell about some of the miracles and some of the things. And then I'm going to get into the word here a little on this. Whatever you want to do. We had a big time. I'm telling you. <laughs> we had a wonderful trip. Um, and I want to say hello to Bruna. She said she'd be watching this. She's in South America. Uh, she was our interpreter. Uh, and her fiance Israel was our driver and he was amazing. Talk about Indiana 500. Is that the Indy 500? <laughs> he, he could be a part of that. <laughs> oh, he could be a part of that group. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we had a cameraman, uh, two different ones that were with us. So we were on the road with, uh, all of our group and it was marvelous, really. Uh, so I just wanted to say a couple of things about some of the miracles. In every meeting, there were miracles. Um, we had testimonies. The people would testify after the prayer. And, um, you know, once we had two different men uh, with strokes walk that uh, had had trouble with, you know, being paralyzed. And um, we had uh, eye, eyes open, vision, you know, praise God, became clear. And then a lot of people with pain um, testified that it was totally gone. Some of them had been in pain for months, um, even, you know, up to a couple of years. So uh, it was truly a relief for many, many, many people. And uh, we were just so thrilled to hear all the testimonies. Some Some children gave testimonies of healing. And uh, it was great to see, you know, children testify how God touched them and healed them. And um, then so many saved. And then we had a lot of people filled with the Holy Ghost. In fact, I had I had shared with you all that our goal for this year was to have at least a thousand saved and a thousand filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, we surpassed that in just this trip. <laughs> so we'll have to make another goal. Amen. Uh, so many people can't coming to the Lord. Just beautiful. And we we thank God for that. Um, the atmosphere there is just on fire for God and just wanting to know. And they'll just stay as long as you'll preach and uh, just want just hungry for the word and for the Lord and for the spirit of God. And uh, like Pastor David said, they, would, you know, people would be outside listening and then they would raise their hand for salvation and they would raise their hand for healing, you know, outside the doors. And it's just so neat to see that. Um, we were really thrilled to, we were able to meet the president of Brazil and yesterday and shake hands with him and then talk. We even talked to the mayor of Rio de Janeiro for a while, um, had a good conversation with him and just to see the, the dedication that they have for the Lord. And uh, on the stage, they were worshiping God, you know, their arms lifted. And I thought, what, you know, we've got a vision for our country and our leadership to to be that same way. Amen. And uh, they're thrilled to have a, a move of the spirit and Christian people coming to the Lord. And he even uh, the president even spoke yesterday about how glad he was that there were Christians in his country and he wanted more and more Christians in his country. And, you know, that's really a 
you know, pretty reasonable thing, isn't it? <laughs> that you would want Christianity. Amen. So, um, we're, you know, we're just excited to hear those things and see so many people, um, there just, uh, a sea of people, you know, as far as you can look and see worshiping and, and loving the Lord and listening to, uh, the preaching, the ministry there. It was just a beautiful, beautiful sight and it changed my life. Amen. It really did. It changed me. And I'm so thankful to David for taking me with him down there. <laughs> well, one day we were uh, invited to go to an Indian tribe there that was indigenous tribe and their village and have lunch with them and uh, talk to them through an interpreter, of course, uh, about how they came to know the Lord. And uh, they uh, have... Uh, They demonstrate all the ways that they used to, like, capture animals to eat or, you know, all the the different ways that they lived uh, way back. And um, then they they even danced and showed us all that. But the neat thing about it is they would testify of the Lord's goodness during that time. And um, it was just a beautiful sight. Well, they had big feathers and and grass skirts and we have pictures (laughs) yeah they would wear beads around their ankles yeah yeah amazon jungle tribe yes and um they wore beads around their ankles to scare snakes i thought that was pretty good i need to do that in our backyard (laughs) i don't know if it'll scare the alligators but it would scare the snakes i thought that was a very smart thing you know um, anyway, we learned a lot and uh, had some really good Christian fellowship with the tribe there, and uh, it was wonderful as well. And ate their food; it was very good. So we ate rice, a lot of rice. Oh, and fish. It was yeah, wrapped up in a banana leaf. They had cooked it, and it was really good. Yeah, and so uh, we enjoyed that. So I guess that's about all. You want to come up here and help me? Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn it over to you. Our brains aren't fully <laughs> We left it on the jet last night. On the I think it's on the Copa Airlines <laughs> jet. Yeah. Yes, it was the whole fish. <laughs> yeah, you can have the eyeballs if you want them. We used to eat with this. Lady and Chinese lady in uh, Los Angeles, and we would always kind of avoid the head, you know, just not a whole lot on there that you wanted. And she would say, "Are you going to eat your eyeballs?" And we'd say, "No, well, I would like them." So, you know, one person's trash is another man's treasure, right? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the fish did its duty, you know, serving many different tastes and uh, parts of that fish. But uh, absolutely, uh, it, it just was good uh, um, to again. Let's let's put up that scripture there, Jerry. Mark sixteen, fifteen says he. This is why we go. Is he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, he that believeth and is baptized saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. I always park there a minute. Because this new teaching, I don't 
suppose it's anything new. Like Brother Hagen used to say, there's nothing new under the sun. But this kind of new idea that that it doesn't really matter what you believe. Well, Jesus did memo because he said this, he that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus also said, the only way to the Father is through me. And so this idea that you can be saved without the gospel and without accepting Christ and giving an opportunity is just loose. I, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's really dangerous doctrine because you, you, I think to give people false hope that they're okay the way they are, uh, is, if, it, it makes a mockery of the blood of Christ because if righteousness comes by the law, being a better person, then Christ is dead in vain. Amen. And, uh, so we don't want to, to be a part of making Christ's death the we want to uh, lift that up, and and because there's saving power, careful, I'll preach here, you know. <laughs> there's saving power in the blood of Christ, and there is no saving power in any other substance or name under heaven. Amen. So it says, he that was, that's why, so that's why we go, I think that's why there's an urgency to go. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, believeth not shall be damned. Um, and then let's go to 70. And these signs shall follow them that believe. I want to talk about this a little bit. In my name cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. Now, in Brazil, that particular ministry that we work with, the Grace of God churches, they really believe in casting out devils. And every service, and, you know, you think, oh, that must be scary, exorcisms or whatever says that Jesus cast out devils with his word. Amen. He didn't have to tie some bed and, you know, get the bucket and the, you know, extraction machine out or something. But you just spoke the word of God. Amen. Uh, you don't have to go waving crosses and garlic and whatever. That's just all superstitious and goofy. But um, in that ministry, they pray a prayer, Ervis, Um we kind of let them handle that part, but they, they pray a prayer every service for, for people and they name, uh, difference and name different temptations and things that we try to counsel out of people and they just cast it out of them. But, uh, I, brother Swatter said, he said, y'all are, de- you deal with more demons in the United States than you want to admit. You just don't want to talk about it. But I think he's right. Uh, they bring, teen, when their teenagers get out of sorts there, they bring them to the deliverance service and make those folks cast that out, that spirit of rebellion or whatever, and straighten up. So it's just an amazing thing. So I just thought that was interesting that, that, you know, we went to preach the gospel and here we have, uh, the side of them that believe and part of the believers there is not just those that believe on the name of Jesus to get saved, but those who believe in the great commitment that they, the signs follow them that believe and do this. The signs follow them that believe and preach the gospel. Amen. And so in those, the believers, they shall cast out devils. And so we certainly had that and we prayed those prayers as well, but they stay in there and pray. Out, 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 and the people get delivered. So it's a wonderful thing. Amen. They get people delivered from drug addictions and soul perversions and all these things that 
you know, now we have denominations meeting to decide which sexual perversion they're going to allow to ordained or not. But in Brazil, they just cast out the devil. So I don't know what you'd rather have. I'd rather have purity and um, and deal with things because those perversions that we put nice names on, um, you know, and put balloons out for, those perversions are uh, are, are a mansion of satanic working in my book. Don't everybody shout at once, but these signs shall follow them to leave. They shall cast out devils, and then it says. So casting out devils is not weird, it's not freaky, it's not creepy, it's not like the movie The Exorcist. Come on, that's just Hollywood. Uh, it is actually just taking the authority that's in Jesus and in his name and in his blood and in the word and uh, enforcing deliverance. Praise God. So we sat on this trip, didn't we, Scarlett? And then we saw they shall speak with new tongues. We had many services. Uh, we, we we ran out of time in some of the places. Had to get in the car and go to the next place. But uh, Amen. We we saw them. Um, we saw them speak with new tongues. Some of them uh, we would bring them down for salvation, and I would say, now let's just receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues, and we'd write and. Uh, Wow, they would start speaking in tongues, almost the whole group, without exception. And it was just a glorious uh, Acts 2-4 experience. And so we saw that. Then go to 18. They shall take up serpents. They drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. Now, that has to do with divine protection when you travel. This isn't snake handling 101. This is uh, This is, if you get... Like Paul, remember, got bit by a snake, and he shook it off in the fire. And it says the the sailors that were with him kept waiting to swell up and die. <laughs> and he didn't swell up and die, and he and nothing happened to him. And so then they said they went. They said that he must be a he, he must have a he's got bit by a snake. He's going to swell up and die. Well, then when he didn't, they said, well, he must be a god. They went from one extreme to the other. He went from being a devil to being a god. It's crazy. But he wasn't either. He wasn't the devil or a god. He's just a man redeemed. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, but uh, that, too, for our trip, that, you know, you can't control everything you eat. You're not fixing your own food, and you don't know the conditions, things. So you have to pray and believe when we bless the food that it cleanses it. If there's something there. Or if we were, God forbid, to be bit by a snake or an insect or a spider or on a trip like that, that it would not hurt hurt us. Amen. And uh, so we did that. And, you know, Scarlett and I never had a touch of anything. Can you imagine that? We were in a remote areas of Brazil and Bahia State, and we had no stomach issues. We had no sinus issues. We had, right, and... and some nights we were sleeping in a room that had the air-conditioned vent blowing right in your face, and that's not good, and we had to endure. And we did, and we got home without anybody getting sick or having any symptoms. Now, see, I believe that's divine. It's a miracle, really. Divine protection. Can you imagine? And uh, and just uh, in sleeping uh, not enough hours and that kind of thing. So we had that, didn't we? 
And then we had, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And we certainly saw so many miracles and so many healings that we just lost count. Now, they're supposed to be sending us the video footage of some of that. Again, we get all that put together nice to make a, 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 a DD, amen, that people could watch and see and uh, be a part of it, amen. And so it says here, uh, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God, and then verse 20 says, they went forth and preached everywhere. Uh, I used to laugh at Rhema students because they'd get done with Bible school and they'd say, well, I'd say, well, where are you going out to preach? And, well, we don't know. We're praying to see where the Lord sends us. I said, well, he sends you to everywhere. Start with that. And then after you've hit everywhere, then the Lord can show you where to go after that. But (laughs) how about everywhere? I'd say everywhere there's humans be a place to go. Um, Scarlett said that somebody she knew asked, is it Lester Summerall? Would you like to go to the moon? Uh, was it the moon? Was it, would you like to go to the moon on a spaceship? And he said, what did he say? He said, why would I go there? There's nobody to preach to. <laughs> I love that attitude. Why would I go there? There's nobody to preach to. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? That's kind of how you start to feel. Why would I go there? There's nobody to preach to. <laughs> Amen. Hard working with them. Who? Those who went forth and those who preached. Praise God. So it's a cool thing because you feel in the crusades and during the nights and the meetings, you feel that the Lord is actually working with you. You're working with the Lord, the Holy Spirit. All working together, amen. And doing what? What happens as a result of that? Confirming the word with the, the amplified Jerry Uh That is so beautiful. The Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the attain or accompanying what well, accompanies there? Okay, the attesting signs and miracles that closely accompanied it. Amen. It. Look at that. The attesting or accompanying signs and miracles. So we would get in these churches and they would have a banner as big as the whole back wall here that said, uh, afternoon of signs and wonders or in a, uh, Day of miracles or uh, time of miracles or something like that. And we've got photos of some of those, too. Just, just such, such such a tone. People were so hungry. Let's just lift our hands and praise the Lord and thank him tonight for that. What he did there, amen, in Brazil, uh, in, in Bahia. Thank you, Lord. And, and uh, those that were... Thank you, Father. We continue. We don't know their names, but you do. We continue to pray for them that uh, they will follow, go on to follow, that they will get in church and, and stay faithful to the things of the Spirit. And, and Father, we thank you for opening more doors of utterance to this church and to this ministry in Jesus' blessed holy name.
Amen. Show you one thing on prayer, and then we, I, I think we can be done tonight. Let's look at um, Romans eight because I like the idea of working. You know, that there's another um, Romans eight twenty six. There's another threat between us and the Spirit, and uh, I think that part of our learning curve. How, you know, if we live to be 115, uh, part of our learning curve is continuing to learn how to work with the Spirit and, and allow Him, us, stop trying to be the Wizard of Oz, controlling all the levers and switches, and allow Him to with us. And so oftentimes our prayer, uh, okay, sure, we, and we'll always teach this, our prayer is, Lord, we this. Lord, we claim that. Lord, we this is the scripture. We're standing on it. We're believing. We're thanking you. But then there's also a time to pull back and say, okay, a different kind of praying, one kind of praying, the prayer of faith, the prayer of of claiming things. But then there's a there's a type of praying where we say, Lord, I need to know how to work with on this project. I need to know, you know, it could be a financial need, it could be a healing need, it could be something in the church, something in your ministry. But Lord, I I need to know how to work with this, and I need you to work with me, and let's work through this together in a joint project. Amen. And uh, and really is that's some some uh, maturity right there. So notice here. Likewise, the Spirit also helps uh, our infirmity. There's a colon there, which means it's going to refer to something. Whatever is behind the, on the other side of the colon refers back to the original, right? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. There's the, there's the infirmity. Now, when it says he helps our infirmities, well, certainly, you know, physical need. But that's not specifically what he's talking about here. This is not a specifically a healing scripture. But he's using the word infirmity being like something that we're lacking in. Okay, a deficiency. You could say the word deficiency there, I think. The, the Spirit helps our our deficiencies. What's one of our deficiencies? We don't. We know not what we should pray for. Now it doesn't just say period, but it says as we ought. So it's not that we don't know how to pray about anything. I mean, the Bible's full of prayers. Do you understand that? In the in the Old and the New Testament, there's beautiful prayers in the Paul had the, those prayers in Ephesians that we've gone over and over here a thousand times, and we're going to go over them another thousand times. So. Don't don't get tired. But uh, we uh, we love those prayers in Ephesians. I pray them for myself. I pray them for Scarlett. We pray them for our children. We pray them for you. <laughs> and we hope you pray them for us. Amen. So there's prayers, but it says as we ought. As we ought. So there's we it's not that we don't know how to pray at all, but we don't know how to pray as we ought just with our with our carnal understanding, right? But, thank God, this is a good but in the Bible. There's some bad ones. Here's a good one. But the Spirit, it, it, it says itself, should say himself, make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Um, not all up there in the Amplified. So, two. 
the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our way. For we know not what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. In other words, to sufficiently. But the himself, there's capital, that's right, goes to meet our supplication and pleads our behalf with unspeakable gains and groanings too deep for utterance. So, in other words, uh, another translation says inarticulate speech. So, you know, you think about praying in other tongues, no matter how much you would articulate it, nobody's going to understand it unless the Holy Spirit gives the, the translation, the interpretation. The point is that we can go beyond our natural understanding by praying in the Holy Ghost. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than y'all. He was from southern Italy, and he said, y'all, hallelujah. (laughs) Or as we would say in Georgia and Alabama, all y'all, that's everybody. And Oklahoma, right? (laughs) I'm glad Ruby's here from Oklahoma because i got somebody that understands our crazy southern lingo. (laughs) Anyway. Um what I what I what I wanted to emphasize here too, and it was like the thing in Mark sixteen, the Lord is said the Lord work them. So the Lord can work with us in prayer. So we could take our needs to the Lord and say, Now Lord, now here's a financial need. Uh obviously he's not gonna just rain dollars out of the ceiling, it's not gonna fall. One thing he doesn't have a counterfeit machine in heaven. Um, I pretty, I've seen the printing press. It's in Washington, (laughs) D.C. It's called the U.S. Mint Treasury engraving and whatever it says on the door. Um, so they're going to print the money there. Uh, whatever. But not a matter of like on a financial need, for example, of just, just, you know, going, won't you help me? 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 You know, that's not like very spiritual praying. He helped us at Calvary. He helped us by providing all things that pertain to life and godliness. So it's not a matter of, getting, you know, trying to talk him into helping you. He wants to help us and help ourselves. But oftentimes we have a, a situation that requires us to listen to the Holy Spirit on what to do about it. Not just knee jerk and freak out like the world, but to say, Lord, uh, according to this Romans 8.26, I don't know how to pray as I all this. So if you'll get a little notebook or something and get, get quiet before the Lord and just begin to write what he tells you to do, He'll help through the valley of the shadow of death every time, and uh, and you will fear no evil. Amen? And he'll help you through. Somebody said, well, if you're going through hell, just keep going, because eventually you get on the other side of it. And there's a lot of truth to that. I think the difference between those who have the victory report and those that kind of just never come out of stuff is is some of these things. It's just it's just the attitude is to keep going, is to hear from the Lord, um and and say, Now Lord, I I'll make whatever steps, I'll 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 do whatever things. I, I hate to even give illustrations because I don't want to suggest anything. But just hearing from God, He will show you 
what to do about body. Uh, you know, he'll tell you how to eat. He'll tell you how to rest, uh, how to arrange your schedule. Amen. Because if you let this, it will demand out of you 24-7, and you'll beat yourself coming, I'm telling you. And uh, sometimes you have to say, no, I'm reserving this day just to rest and to hear from the Lord and to pray, to relax, amen. And if you don't, you, you'll, like I said, you'll have a bigger problem next week than you got this week. Is this helping anybody? Well, we don't usually just, uh, you know, out, out teach and preach on a Sunday night, but I wanted to. That's part of the Holy Spirit too, isn't it? But I wanted you to see that, that the way the Lord worked with us, because I can't, I'm not the eyeball blind man healer, you know, or whatever. Um, Jesus is the healer. We, and he works with us to, to, to be bold, to speak and do his word. Amen. So I, in the same way that the Holy Spirit worked with us last week, uh, to, um, see salvations and healings and so forth, the Lord works with us, the same Holy Spirit, folks. The Lord worked with us, um, through praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And seeing God uh, go, oh. Or maybe the Lord will bring a person before you to pray for. And praying for them is part of the key of deliverance for you. I mean, just God has, I like one preacher said, has a million to deliver you that you've never thought of. Why we think God has to work with our peanut brain and, 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 and we're so limited. The Bible says weakness. We have limitations. Let he that thinks he has no limitations, the first welter call, because you're a narcissistic freak. Otherwise, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. We, yeah, we're full of the Holy Spirit and God's our helper, but we have to admit that we don't know it all. We don't have all the answers. And um, the pastor that loses his mind is the one who thinks he has to have all the answers. <laughs> right? And I, 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 I'll I, tell you, you all know, I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll tell you, I have a clue what to say or think or do about that. But we can find, but we know the one who does. What is that thing? Come up with this. What's that thing? You said Mark Hankins said about the Holy Spirit making you smart or something. Tell some of that. He just said, uh, Holy Spirit said, and if you'll listen to him, he'll make you look like a genius. And so it's so true. The wisdom of God will put you over every time in the direction of the Holy Spirit. What this is so important, Romans chapter 8, 26, because he does help us pray and then he gives us that inside information on the steps to take and what we need to do and sometimes uh this is something else that brother hagan taught us is sometimes that you're led even more unconsciously than you are consciously when when you continue to fellowship with the lord and pray in the spirit he'll even lead you uh you know uh consciously i guess is the word you know that um uh, you just find yourself at the right place at the right time with the right thing to say because you've been spending with the right person, the Lord. Amen. And so we encourage you in that. And I think that um, 
these places in Brazil, uh, I think somebody's been in prayer. Amen. <laughs> because it's just such a beautiful move of the spirit all over that country. And it really inspired me more for our government, for our leaders, and uh, certainly for the upcoming election. Uh, we don't have to fear, uh, but we need to be aware that we have the responsibility to pray. Amen. And um, praise God. Yeah. So will, should we pray for a minute? All right. Um, and then um, Marie and Jerry were talking to me a little bit this afternoon about the, the mayor in Tampa and how, you know, she needs prayer. Amen. <laughs> so we're to, we're to pray for all these who are in leadership positions.